Hey ladies, happy Monday. I cannot believe that it is already Monday. What a crazy thing. <laughs> like this weekend went through so quick. Um, so I hope that you are having an amazing start to the week. I am so happy to be here with you. Um, I'm just excited to talk about today's live. It is such a great one. Um, there are a lot of things to break down today. This is one of those lives that maybe we take notes or maybe we learn something new. So I'm excited to learn and grow right alongside you because I had fun um, researching for this uh, training today and going through that. So if you have any need for prayer, we're always going to start up with prayer. If you need um, prayer, spoken or unspoken, please put it in the comments. I don't always see them, um, but let me know. I'll, I always look through them after. Let me know and we will pray over you. It is October already, so we are getting into the holiday season and stressful time. So I really am going to focus the rest of this year on how to, hey Heather, how to de-stress during stressful times. And it starts with our mindset. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and open in prayer. Lord, I thank you so much for another day today. Father, I thank you for the protection that you have put around these women. Father, I ask that you help them to guard their hearts and guard uh, guard their minds to worldly things, to spiritual things that are outside of our control. Father, help keep us focused and fixed on you and your plans for our life when it seems sometimes like all this world wants to do is pull us down into the pits of what are going on. Father, help us to become, help us to be strong. And Lord, help us to stand in your word and your truths, not truths from this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tina, we are praying for you. Um, there's a lot of COVID going around today. Um, not just today, but right now. So I am absolutely praying for you and your family. I am going to be having coffee. If you don't follow along with me on social media, please friend me. You can find me at Fit and Faithful Moms, um, Facebook, Instagram. And I fought in my first competition this weekend, which brought to light this no pain, no gain live. Um, and I am in pain now because I hurt my PCL, which is in the back of your knee. And oddly enough, I know enough about the human body. Thank goodness. Exactly what I did. But also, thank goodness, I knew exactly what I did and was able to self-correct pretty quickly. But that's neither here nor there. You'll see me sitting a lot more and drinking lots of coffee. <laughs> But I'm going to need your prayers and patience as I try to not do all the things. I love working out. I love making programs for my clients. And I'm going to have to take a few weeks off from that. So 
I'm gonna need my your prayers to keep me here, right? So I wanna break into no pain, no gain. This is such a quoted, um, a, just a quoted term that we use for all states of mind, but I'd love to know if you've used it, what you say it for. Typically we use it in the gym sense, right? Like no pain, no gain. And I could have used that this week and been like, oh, no pain, no gain. I guess I just need to push through um, the pop that just happened in my knee and continue through because I'm not gonna gain anything if I'm not pushing through this pain. And we have now taken this quote out of context and applied it as a truth in our lives. So let's give the no pain, no gain quotation some context because we do this with Jesus word and the Bible too. We pick out a little verse and go, oh, well, obviously this is what Jesus meant. And I'm going to apply it for me and make it you know, mine and all of these things, and we take it out of context. So what we're going to do first, no pain, no gain. This was quoted by none other than Jane Fonda in the 80s. Who remembers her workout videos? I love myself some Jane Fonda. She is amazing and really a breakthrough person for women's fitness. So out of context, what do I mean? 1982 is when she said this. In the 80s, fitness did not look like it does now. So we take this quote that she gave, apply it to now and go, oh yeah, like obviously, no pain, no gain. Okay, well, there weren't typically women gyms at all. Like gyms in the 80s were pretty much um, men run, they were bodybuilder, powerlifter men going in there. It was just the start of the gym movement. So gyms for women were called spas. And we went there to just spot train fat and sweat inches away or put on bands that shook us and, and it was supposed to make us fit. Oddly enough, these some of these things still exist today. And it wasn't it wasn't like working outside wasn't wasn't uh, or working out outside really was viewed that there was something wrong with you. Like, why are they running outside? So this was the start really that started in the 60s, but the 80s are when gyms were starting to, to come about. So Jane Fonda was trying to break the woman's mindset that it was okay to sit in a spa and sweat to lose weight. And she knew you would lose your water weight there, but you're not actually benefiting your body by just sitting still and chit-chatting with your friends in a sauna. And just standing on this thing that vibrated your feet and you didn't actually move wasn't going to help your heart or your arteries or your muscle or gain you strength or help your bones. She knew this, so she said no pain, no gain in her workout videos to get women into the mindset that, 
oh, this is uncomfortable, but it's okay. So she was trying to push women past that comfort zone of saying, oh, this is a minor ache. Like working out hurts. Ouch. I'm not going to do this anymore. She goes, no, no, it's supposed to. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. We're not just supposed to be sitting here like, oh, chit-chatting in the sauna, having some wine, dehydrating 100% to drop three pounds. No, she was trying to get women into the mindset of, it's okay for your muscles to hurt a little because you're working. Women were so used to what the spas were, health spas were, that working out was taboo to them, right? Like going to the gym wasn't a common thing. We didn't all say back in the 80s, oh, we have a gym membership that we don't use. It was like, we don't have a gym membership. Why would you ever have a gym membership? That's ridiculous. So now that we have Jane Fonda's quote in context, and we know that it's not like working out today. We can say she was trying to push you past your comfort zone, not physically hurt you. So when you see that no pain, no gain, and people laying flat down uh, at the gym, or really hurting themselves, putting too much weight on and going, oh, no, no pain, no gain. No, no, we just want you we want you to break your comfort zone. We don't want you to break yourself, right? Because you broken isn't going to help your kids. It's not going to help your dishes. It's not going to do anything like that. So push past your comfort zone. Don't push yourself off the cliff. That's okay. We can't be constantly pushing to our physical limits. That's hard. But we've accepted this no pain, no gain in the gym setting or physical setting as a truth. We're like, oh yeah, my workout was so hard. Um, I can't do this anymore. And this hurts and that hurts. And I did no pain, no gain, right? We push our bodies to those limits. But as soon as our spirit or our mental state gets to an uncomfortable zone, we go, oh, well, clearly this isn't meant for me. This must, this must be from the devil. This is hard. This, this can't be what Jesus called for me. This is hard. This is too hard. And we stop. And all of a sudden, it's no more no pain, no gain. It's like, ooh, this hurts a little bit. Obviously, I'm not meant to do it. Why do we push our bodies to these extremes and view it as ex not only accepted, but what's right to do in order to lose weight or get, get healthy or any of those things. But when it comes to our mindset and our spirit, when we get challenged, we throw it all up in the air and say, not for me, not for me, this is too hard. So many women I talk with go, oh, food prep, mm -mm, too hard, not for me. Not for me. Exercise? No. Uh -uh. No time. Not for me. That's not for me. That's too hard. But I see those same women saying no pain, no gain to other areas of their life and accepting them there 
in unhealthy ways and in the healthy way it's meant to challenge and push you we cast it off as from the devil and too hard and then we don't ever grow we stay stuck women and you can tell me if i am wrong love to multitask how do i know this is true because i am one <laughs> and i talk to women all day who pride themselves on how much they can do at once and all the things they can do and they can list you off every single thing running kids here there and everywhere running themselves ragged and literally killing their spirits their mind and their bodies and we are prideful about it we're like yeah i did all the things look at all the things i did where was your time for worship where did you worship in there oh i didn't have time uh, look at look at everything that needed to get done okay all right where was your time for yourself oh no oh absolutely not no everyone else needed to get taken care of first there is no room for myself no there's no room for me i have to get Mila her probiotic you got it just spin around <laughs> and that becomes taboo we've taken this worldly view of what it looks like to be a woman needing to wear all the hats and i bring it back to the army like just do it you can do it join us i'm like yeah we can do it and we've warped that into oh we can do that we can do it all at the same time and then we expect to be perfect at it all it's not that Wait, it's not supposed to be that way. Stop breaking yourself down to please other people and get everything else taken care of. This includes your kids. This includes your husband. You need to take care of yourself because if you do not, who is going to take care of your kids? <laughs> Who is going to take care of your husband who can sometimes be a kid? Who's going to do that? There's going to be no one because you are burnt out and tired. It is not no pain, no gain in this worldly setting, how we've warped it to be. It's no pain, no gain to get you to push past uncomfortable and say, this is okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay. I want to take us to Jesus. I want to take us back to the Bible for a minute. Both of these verses are 12. I love the number 12. Um, Jesus speaks to me and the Bible speaks to me, I feel like, in every 12th verse. It's a very odd thing. But I'm going to bring us to Hebrews 12 for a minute. Let us run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has been already marked out before us. The race has already been won, ladies. The race is already done. The war is already run. Why are we trying to stress ourselves out more to say that we're doing all of this, doing all of that, 
and ignoring the fact that God already walked our path. He's watching us in reverse, right? We're not supposed to run this marathon of a life with stress and multitasking. No, it says with passion and determination. Why are we holding it down? We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. What are you entangled in right now? Are you running with perseverance for the race that God called you to? Or are you running with something else? Your own strength, your own pride, your own multitasking, your own saying, oh, I did all of this. You need to run with perseverance. You need to run knowing it's a marathon. When I train clients, and I've trained many a marathon client, so many sprinters, I worked with the track and field team um, at my college, and you don't all train the same. You cannot tell a long distance runner to go sprint at the beginning of the race and just go all out. And give it your all because you know what? They won't make it to the end. <laughs> They'll be burnt out. On the flip side, you can't tell the short sprinters, the short distance sprinters, they're not all short, I'm short. You can't tell the short distance sprinters to go run for 15 miles a day. Take it slow. Start off slow out the gate. Have, take your time. No, they'll lose. They'll lose every, every race. Your race that has been set out before you is different than everyone else's. So stop trying to make your race look like theirs. Stop trying to do it all. Look at the world. If the world's telling you to be super busy and do it all, show me your checklist. Let me see what's been done. How much? before you get flattened by the weight of what you're carrying. Show me it. How much? That's the devil testing you, girl. You think he wants you up and running with endurance and perseverance? No, he wants you flat like a pancake. And what is this to-do list doing to you? Flattening you out. You're not gonna be doing anything for anybody if you are here because of the weight of all the expectations you put on yourself, that you think the world has put on you, that other things have put on you, that you have warped. I'm gonna challenge you before we go on to Romans 12 with this. We are so hard headed sometimes that when we go to no pain, no gain in our mindset, we just go, we, we can't even process it. And we go, oh, that hurts my brain. We say, oh, that hurts my brain. And we stop doing it, right? Is there something, like, it happens with my kids' math all the time. I'm like, ooh, this hurts my brain. Maybe I shouldn't be a homeschool teacher. <laughs> like, I need a YouTube video. I need an SOS. Yikes. This is hurting my brain. Sixth grade math is so much harder than I remember it being. 
I want the no pain, no gain to come from cleansing our worldly expectations of what you have to do and renewing them into what God wants you to be. We as Americans, I just want you to think about this for a minute, are so accustomed to unhealthy eating that the moment someone eats vegetables, our mind goes, oh, they must be on a diet. They must be dieting. What diet are you on now, Kathy? What diet are you on now, Heather? What diet are you doing? You're eating veggies. Oh, gosh. And it's weird. Why is it weird for me to be eating a salad at dinner with the dressing on the side? That's normal. What's not normal is taking that salad throwing 10,000 calories worth of fried chicken and dressing on it and then calling it a vegetable. It's not. <laughs> it's not. But the moment we start eating for our bodies, we're viewed as dieting and weird. How are our minds automatically going there? Because we're allowing the world to warp our view of what's healthy and acceptable. As women, we don't want to go out and order a salad. Do you know how many times I hear that? Like, oh, well, when I go out to eat, I don't want to order a salad and have everyone look at me like I'm crazy and I'm on a diet and I'm not partaking in the fun. So, so you want to do the same thing you're doing now, but look healthy on the outside and not change anything about what you do on the inside. Is that, is that, a, you care more about what others think about what you're putting in your body than what the harmful things are you're putting in your body now. And you want a different outcome. You want your body to love you and your mind to be renewed, but you continue to almost poison your body with the food that you're feeding it and break it down because we don't want to be judged. Jesus was judged every minute of every day. He was judged so much that he hung on a cross for things that the world made up about him. He didn't sin. Yet, the world convinced and the society convinced everyone that he did. And we just went along with it. Like, okay. Yep, I guess he did. I didn't, I didn't see it happen, but I guess he did. Are we going to be so caught up in worldly ways that we allow Jesus to have hung on that cross to take our sins and us just do the same thing that put him there? I'm not. And I might be a little more passionate today, but it is, it's just convicting me so much that I'm going to let others dictate what Jesus died for me for, what he died for you for. He took that. He took that away. Why am I still holding on to it? And why am I surprised when I'm being judged? That should be my growth, right? That's my uncomfort. No pain, no gain. I'm being judged. It's okay. It's okay because I'm doing me.
We say that all the time. You do you, boo-boo. You do you, girl. It's fine. I don't say that with my clients because what you've been doing isn't helping you get to the calling that you are meant for, right? So what are we going to change? I'm going to challenge you with love. Paul, John, they didn't write to say, you know what? Church of Corinth, keep doing it. It's fine. You do you, boo. You do you. I'll work over here trying to spread the word of Jesus, but you can go ahead and, and continue to worship your false gods. It's fine. No, we need to come together as Christian women and challenge ourselves in a loving way. We need to be called out sometimes, ladies. I need to be called out. I'm not exempt. My husband calls me out all the time in a God-centered way to say, are you doing what you were called to do or are you doing what the world is telling you to do? Paul didn't just let the Corinth church go and say, well, they're just making their own choices. No. And if you're working with a coach and if you're working with a trainer or you're working with someone to try and change your goals and they just keep saying like, it's all right, you do you, boo. That's the wrong coach. <laughs> Hate to bring it to you. You are paying for nothing. You could do you on your own without paying anybody. So are you being challenged? Are you allowing the no pain, no gain to permeate your mind and how you think about things too? Let's go to Romans. And we are not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. I love this. I love this so much. Because the world is going to tell us that when we start thinking in a different way, it's wrong. Just like when your friend orders a salad out to eat, we're like, girl, you're out on, on girls night. Like, where's your margarita and your wine? And where's your whatever else? Why aren't you splurging? This, this salad is a splurge for me. I didn't have to make it. <laughs> Hello. This, this salad is a splurge to me. It's what I chose to eat. This is different. You're, you're spending time praying? Yeah, I need it because I wouldn't have strength to pray for anyone else if I didn't, I didn't pray first and fill my own cup. We're told over and over again on airplanes to fill our own oxygen, right? Before we feed our kids the oxygen, like when those things pop down. And we accept that. We're like, okay, I get it. But in real life, we're like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drain myself flat. I'm gonna serve everyone else. I'm gonna do everything. Yeah, girl, I do everything around this house. The laundry, the dishes, the floors, the toilets. I mowed the lawn today too on top of that. I think I'm gonna scrub the baseboards later. And we pride ourselves in all these things that we do ourselves that impress the world but do nothing to spread the gospel, that do nothing but spread frustration to others to say, oh, in order for me to live up to that, I guess 
I guess I need more than 24 hours in the day. And to, to make us like Martha, not Mary. Martha, Martha, calm down, girl. You don't have to be doing all the things. What's most important? First, hopefully living a long, healthy life. Bojangles will not get you there. Fried foods constantly will not get you there. Can you have them every once in a while? Sure, I do. Love me some Bojangles. But not every day. My arteries would be like, no. And then I can't run the race that calls for endurance because the foods that I ate are causing me to sink. They're causing me to have heart problems and diabetes and high stress and cortisol issues and all these other things. That's not how we're supposed to live. Impressive to the world is not impressive to God. He made it. That's impressive. We are just a little speck. What are we going to do with our speck of time? Are we going to allow God to transform our minds away from worldly things to be closer to him? Or are we going to allow the world to transform us to be further from the creator who made us? This starts with your mindset. It starts with the actions that you have. And it starts with your investment. I know at church when people say, oh, tithing. Oh, they're talking about money again. My new friends. They're going to be like, oh, all the church cares about is money. The reason the church cares about money is because most people's hearts are tied very closely to their money. Think about it. Like, I wor worry about bills, too. Like, ooh, where's the money going to come from? What is, what is this? What is that? What we invest in, we care about. Where we invest, our heart will be. Are you investing in the wrong things financially, spiritually, mentally? There might be some friends you have to clear off your friends list that you don't need to scroll past anymore because it's investing in the wrong things. It's pulling you further from your goals than getting you closer. And guess what? Investing with a coach and a health coach and a nutritionist, it's investing in yourself for a better future. Not for a better, I wanna look good for this thing coming up in three months. It's for the future. And if you say, you know what, Heather, you're talking about investments. I'm ready to invest in my health. I'm ready to invest in my mind. I'm ready to be transformed from what this world thinks to what the Lord thinks and put more faith in that. I am ready to invest in myself because I'm tired. I'm worn down. I'm beat. I'm becoming a pancake. Pancakes are great to eat, but they are not great <laughs> for much else. <laughs> pretty flat and sometimes they can be made very wrong as um my kids are learning to make pancakes i'm like this tastes funny what did you do it's a pancake they can be made wrong they can be made too flat and flipped too much even pancakes need to rest in order to be their best 
but we continue to flatten ourselves down. Flip, 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 flip. I just want to flip. I just want to do all the things. I just want to do it all. And you're like, you gave no air bubbles any chance to go. So now this pancake tastes like crap. And now we're not producing anything good because we are a airless, flat pancake. Flat. We're just flipping all around. We're going everywhere. Stop that. If nothing else from this, there is no such thing as no pain, no gain. It's out of context. You're not supposed to have a bicep tear after arm day. You are not supposed to not be able to feel your fingertips after lifting weights. It's just to get you past your comfort zone. Get past it in your mind, get past it in your spirit, and stop transforming to what everyone else on this world is doing. That's not what God called us to do. Romans 12, I want you to remember it. It is transforming and renewing your mind. The world is going to try to conform you to it. Whether that be with food or fitness or spirit or busyness or pride or anything else that you might be struggling with, do not conform to this world. Let your mind be renewed. And the only way it can be renewed is when you rest for a minute. You are not going to be first in line because you did more here on earth once we get to heaven. Like there's not like a call-up system. God's not looking at you every day going, gosh, Delilah, I didn't do enough today. Why don't you try adding on a bunch more things that stress you out and pull you down tomorrow and then get back to me? Why don't you try, let's try this, cleaning the whole house in two hours and then crashing and not having time to do anything with your kids' homework or playing with them or even making dinner. Let's do that. Let's try that. No, stop that. Stop that. It's one thing. One thing. Rebecca, we are praying for you for sure. I hope that this live and training was helpful about how we distort quotes, put them in a worldly spin cycle, and then spit them back out and make them make sense in ways that don't make sense. But then when the word of God speak to us, we go, oh, that's weird. I don't know, that's too challenging for me. Food prep, that's too challenging for me. I'm not gonna food prep. What are you talking about? I'm not a weirdo. Order a salad out with my girlfriends? No, I'm out with my girlfriends. I'm gonna order whatever. Exercise? No. I thought you said extra fries. No, I'm not gonna do that. I don't have time for that. Yet we make time for everything else, everybody else, everything else that doesn't bring us closer to God or treat our bodies with respect or allow our bodies to run with perseverance and endurance for the path that he's laid for us. If you are ready to say I've had enough, I know that now is my time I need to invest in my health because what I'm doing here isn't working, then comment invest below and we will reach out to you 
and we will help you and we will come aside you to say, hey, there are some things we need to change, but you don't have to go at it alone. Let's go together. Let's go there together. Let's get you on track. Let's renew your mind. Yes, I'm a fitness and nutrition coach. Yes, I am a Christian health coach. None of that can change without changing this first. That's why fad diets don't work. This doesn't get changed with it. This is why that book you got that you're like, I'm going to start this to next Monday because I bought it today and I can't start on a Tuesday. I'm going to start next Monday. Isn't working because this isn't being changed, challenged, or pushed. Let's reform that no pain, no gain. We can do this, ladies. I hope you had an amazing morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are praying for everybody that needs it. And... I can't wait to see you all some more this week. Have an amazing week, ladies. Happy Monday. Transform our minds. That's your challenge. Transform them. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, ladies.